Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome to the second hour of Rudy Maxa's World, where we talk travel, travel, and then we talk a little more travel. Here's something interesting. This is unexpected news. Marriott International this week announced it will be in construction of a 173-room, $45 million hotel in Haiti. It'll be the first major hotel chain to put a hotel in that country. A president, excuse me, present at the announcement of the project in Port-au-Prince was former president Bill Clinton, as well as Marriott International President Arnie Sorensen and other VIPs. Haiti has only about 500 hotel rooms right now. None of the hotels have meeting space for the non-government organizations, relief agencies, and others working to help rebuild Haiti after that massive earthquake in 2010. The Marriott in Haiti expects to open for business in 2020. 14. Interesting. Uh, we've got a full plate this hour. We're going to talk with our in-resident commercial airline pilot, Patrick Asks the Smith, excuse me, Patrick Asks the Pilot Smith about some of the most often asked qu questions that passengers ask, like this one. Is it true that on layovers, pilots and flight attendants are put in separate hotels because spouses have demanded it in order to lessen the chances of assignations? Well, you'll be surprised by the answer. And Howie Shapiro, the Philadelphia Inquirer's theater critic, joins us with an overview of the holiday theater season in New York. We'll find out what's hot and what's not. And if you've ever wondered if your money is safe when you pay for a vacation rental ahead of time, particularly to an individual, well, a new company called Deposit Guard uh, says it's going to be the middleman between owners and renters, so both parties can be sure no one's getting ripped off. We're going to meet the company's co-founder. And one of uh, American Airlines' and all airlines' toughest critics is our frequent guest, Joe Brancatelli of JoeSentMe.com. He's going to join me at the end of the hour to discuss American Airlines' bankruptcy filing this week. He predicted it six weeks ago in a column he wrote online. First, let's take a quick look at this week's news and travel. You remember that freak snowstorm in the Northeast uh, at the end of October while passengers were diverted to Bradley Airport in Hartford, Connecticut, uh, from several major airports around the New York area. Some were stranded on planes there in the Hartford uh, uh, apron for as long as 10 hours. New Department of Transportation rules were supposed to have put an end to such things, but obviously the system broke down in Hartford that day. Flyers Rights Org said this week there are loopholes that need to be plugged. For example, while airlines get fined heavily if they keep passengers on a plane on the ground for more than three hours, airports face no penalty. And in many cases, and I'm presuming it, this would be the case in the Hartford one, airlines were desperate to unload passengers or offload passengers, but the airport couldn't handle it. Also, international flights are held to different rules. So the passenger advocate group said airports should have the authority to allow passengers to disembark to secured areas no matter what it takes. And international flights should not be allowed to hold passengers on the ground for more than four hours. Airports should have secure areas for them to obtain food, water, and clean bathrooms, even if there are no customs officials present. We'll see. On Wednesday, a heavily armed gunman attacked one of Istanbul's main tourist attractions, the famous Topkapi Palace, the seat of Turkey's sultans for more than 400 years in the good old days. No visitors were hurt as the gunman fired wildly, but he did shoot a soldier in the leg and a guard in the abdomen before he was killed by police after he refused to surrender. The shooter was identified as a Libyan who had arrived in Turkey only three days earlier, had no obvious motive as he ran around the place uh, shouting, God is great, in Arabic. 
A passenger's iPhone 4 exploded while an Australian while an Austrian airline was in the process of landing this past week. Now, this is not the first time this has happened. The cause is usually attributed to lithium batteries overheating. In this case, the phone began emitting dense smoke and was glowing red, according to the airline. Apple recalled its first generation of iPod Nanos between September of 05 and December of 06 due to overheating worries. No one was injured in this incident, and this did not involve one of the new iPhone 4Ss, by the way. One of the treats of visiting Colorado's Keystone Ski Resort is taking dinner in the evening at the top of the resort's North Peak at its Outpost restaurant. But this past week, high winds stranded 200 people at the restaurant overnight. The winds were too high to safely bring diners and staff to the bottom of the mountain on gondolas, and poor visibility prevented snowcats from being able to go up to the peak to retrieve the stranded folks. Uh, guests played board games and certainly had adequate food and drink, I would think. They were issued blankets and an apology by the resort when they returned back to the bottom of the mountain around 6 in the morning. Well, there's one. Uh, there's an adventure to remember to tell your kids about. Um, you know, in one of my weekday morning travel minutes that I do for some of the stations that broadcast this show, I discussed recently what to do if a passenger near you was watching objectionable material on a laptop or some other PDA. Well, right on cue after my commentary, a 47-year-old man was arrested last weekend at Boston's Logan Airport as he deplaned from a flight on which he allegedly watched child pornography on his laptop while seated in the plane's first-class section. The man, a University of Utah chemistry professor was arrested and placed on administrative leave from his job. As I mentioned in my travel minute, if you're offended by what a fellow passenger is reading or watching, alert a flight attendant, let the airline employee handle it, okay? And a little more bizarre airline news. A flyer seated next to an obese passenger on a full U.S. Airways flight had to stand for seven hours after he was squeezed out of his seat. Passengers said his oversized seatmate size required him to raise both armrests. His body covered half of the seat next to him. This was on a flight, a long flight, from Alaska to Philadelphia. U.S. Airways said it was the skinny passenger's decision to stand and that there were no other seats to accommodate him. Flight attendants allegedly told the discomfited passenger that gate agents should have required the obese passenger to purchase two seats to fly. The airline offered the displaced passenger a $200 voucher for a future flight on U.S. Airways. whoop de doo Now listen to this statement from the airline. The way to ensure you have space available next to you, whether you're a person of size or you simply would like to ensure you have more personal space to relax on a long flight, is to purchase an additional seat or first-class ticket in advance. Unquote. This has got to be one of the stupidest statements I've ever heard from an airline, and I've heard a few. Give me a break. So we're all supposed to buy two seats or first-class ticket on the chance somebody hugely overweight sits beside us and pushes us out of our seat? That's ridiculous. All right, now, this one's for the germaphobes in the audience, and I know you're out there. Listen up. A frequent flyer named Joe Drabitico grew tired of finding dirty tray tables on flights uh, when he'd unlatch one and set it down to take a meal. So he invented something called the Tray Guard. That's the trade name of an, an anti-microbial... How do you pronounce that word? Microbial? Microbial, antimicrobial tray table cover that you take along with me with you on your flight or on your bus or train ride, and you lay it down on the tray table to shield yourself from pesky germs on that tray table. It costs sixteen dollars for two of them. You can check the product out at trayguard.com. Hmm, I recognize that song. That sounds to me like the Supremes. Wilson and the gang singing. Uh, if you're anywhere near Wichita, Kansas this month, stop by the Wichita Art Museum to see a salute to Motown headlined by the Mary Wilson Supremes Collection. They put together a whole uh, Motown exhibition at the Wichita Art Museum. The display runs through February 19th. 
Or you can join the annual holiday celebration at Wichita's Old Cowtown Museum. It's a Victorian Christmas, and you can stroll through the streets of Cowtown that have been decked out in 1880s style. Details at GoWichita.com. Now, don't touch that dial. Patrick Ask the Pilot Smith joins us after this break to bust some myths or maybe confirm a couple involving air travel. You're listening to the most widely syndicated radio travel show in the United States, Rudy Max's World. We'll be right back after these messages. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Ireland invites you to the exclusive Cliff Corknickles. Intrigued by Cliff Corknickles? It's simple. After gasping at the Cliffs of Moor, too exhausted to talk, one starts listening to the chronicles of the locals in Cork, known for spinning a good yarn. Bring a fresh pot of tea, because in a land famous for its wool, the yarn can last all night. Cliffs of Moor, Cork, Chronicles, Cliff Corknickles. Flex that mouth and brace those ears. Take a vacation from the typical vacation. DiscoverIreland.com. Find great value vacation offers at DiscoverIreland.com. Get in the zone! Don't let a dead battery spoil your holiday plans. Make sure you get where you need to go. Just get a free battery test at AutoZone today. If yours needs replacing, only AutoZone's got Duralast, proven tough batteries. They're built with patented technologies to deliver reliable starts in the worst weather. Don't risk getting stranded this winter. Stay merry and stay on the road with help from AutoZone. Parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. It's awful. An inner ear problem. Most likely your vestibular system. Now there's Zyvestra. An amazing, fast-acting dual-action tabs and targeted cream. You rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And it works in an advanced homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. It relieves that vertigo feeling. That dizzy feeling, gone. Zyvestra is amazing. No more suffering from dizziness and queasiness. Wake up with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800 800- 041684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800 304 1684. That's 800 304 1684. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Here he is. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by DiscoverIreland.com. Look, this is a beautiful part of Ireland. It's the western part. Dublin's on the east. The western part has Shannon Airport. If you're an old guy like me, you remember flying into there as a kid if you were... Because the plane needed to refuel. Uh, Western Ireland's got a beautiful landscape, stunning, stunning, wild, rugged countryside along the Atlantic Ocean. A truly authentic cultural heritage and local people you'll adore. For more information, go to discoverireland.com forward slash West Coast. Or just go to my website, rudymaxa.com, and scroll down on that homepage, and you'll see a link to it under sponsors. Patrick Smith is one of our most frequent guests, and there's a good reason. He's a commercial airline pilot, and he knows how to explain what goes on up there in the sky and down there in the... uh, the airport. Um, 
in a way that very few other pilots do. And he pens a blog called AskThePilot.com. He writes regularly for Salon.com. Uh, and a delight to have him back. Uh, Patrick, welcome back to the show. Hi, Rudy. It's always fun. Well, you and I were talking about uh, various things that people ask about uh, about airlines, and I couldn't answer this one. It was a new one to me. You said you've heard this before, and you have something to say about it. Um, one of our listeners wrote and asked if, if it's true that uh, spouses have asked airlines to put pilots and flight attendants, pilots generally being male, although that's changing, flight attendants generally being female, though that's changed and is changing, uh, in separate hotels on layovers so as not to... Uh, uh, promote affairs or assignations. What's going on with that? Well, I don't know if that was due to spouses or significant others asking for it to happen, but some carriers do split up their crews on domestic layovers. Part of this might be to keep crews from carousing and carrying on and <laughs> carrying on and dot, 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 but it has practical applications, too. Um, for example, flight attendant contracts aren't always as nitpicky as pilot contracts when it comes to layover stipulations. And an airline can sometimes get away with putting its flight attendant crews in accommodations that are more affordable than those given to pilots. Uh, in wow. addition, uh, pilots and flight attendants don't always fly identical work patterns. So if the pilots are leaving early the next morning, but the flight attendants are working a, a flight later in the day, or the other way around. It might be advantageous to put the pilots out at a hotel near the airport and the flight attendants in a place downtown. Uh, contracts usually have a clause that says a layover lasting more than a certain number of hours. The hotel must be in the city versus out at the airport. And meanwhile, splitting up like this at, on international assignments is very rare. Crews are usually kept together on those. Well, you fly a lot internationally as well as to some domestically. Um... What kind? What level of uh, of luxury are you generally put in by your airline? Well, it varies, but it it varies, but you know, on the whole, Rudy, international flying tends to be, uh, for lack of a better term, just more civilized, I think, than domestic flying. It's more. I don't want to use the word glamorous, but it's, it's something like that. And our hotels do tend to be pretty nice places, uh, four or five star properties in the heart of the city. Domestically, are you staying in Marriotts and Hiltons, or are you staying in Days Inns and Motel Sixes? It's a mix, and a lot of it has to do with how long the layover is. Okay. All right. You, uh, we also talked, I was saying, well, what else do people ask about a lot? And you, you, you said there's, well, I, I think it's a myth. You tell me uh, that pilots tinker with the oxygen level in the, uh, in the cabin. First of all, why would they even do that? Why would people think they do that? And do people they. think they do that as a means of uh, putting people to sleep, basically, <laughs> making people more docile. I hear this all the time. Um, it's ridiculous. There's no truth to this whatsoever. There is no direct control over oxygen, for one thing. The amount of oxygen in the, in the cabin is just a product of pressurization, and pressurization is set before takeoff and basically takes care of itself from that point. The idea of the pilots dialing up the cabin altitude while at cruise altitude, you know, to reduce oxygen is just, just ludicrous. And well before the point where any passenger would notice this and feel an effect from it, really, you'd have all sorts of alarms going off in the cockpit. And remember, too, that the fuselage is not pressurized in separate compartments. If you tinker with the pressurization in the cabin, you're also tinkering with it in the cockpit. <laughs> yeah, but, but casinos do pump that fresh air in, in the, <laughs> at midnight to keep you at the tables, don't they? Supposedly. Um, and, and similar to this is the belief also, Rudy, that 
the air in the cabin is much dirtier than it really is. You know, we see people flying with masks on and so on. And in fact, the air on an airplane is extremely clean. It's cleaner than you'll find in most public spaces. Um, what people do get sick from on airplanes is, is from touching things, not from the air, the air that they breathe. Lavatory handles, dirty tray tables, and that sort of thing. I know one of your other gripes is the belief on the part of some uh, flying public that, you know, you could just set an autopilot. It'll take the darn plane off by itself and land it by itself. Yeah, and this is something we've talked about before on the show, but I think it bears repeating because it's such a hugely misunderstood topic, the idea that planes, quote-unquote, fly themselves and the pilots are there just as a backup and eventually will be engineered out of the picture altogether. Um, you hear this in the media all the time, and you'll notice that the people who make these proclamations tend to be researchers and academics and not those who really understand the complexities of commercial flight. Now, the autopilot is, is just a tool, and you still have to tell it what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. I mean, on my plane, there are about six different ways I can make the jet perform a quote-unquote automatic descent, depending what's needed. And meanwhile, the vast, vast majority of landings are still the old-fashioned manual kind, and all takeoffs are manual. And the analogy that I love to make is the one between aviation and, and medicine, uh, between the cockpit and an operating room, and that modern technology helps pilots the way it helps a surgeon. And the, to say the plane flies itself is like saying that an operating room can perform a form of surgery by itself. Okay. My guess is Patrick Smith, AskThePilot.com is his blog. He's a frequent guest on the show. Let's tick down a couple things. That One thing that drives me nuts is people saying, I've got a direct flight. Uh, and I, direct doesn't always mean nonstop, does it? No, a direct flight uh, indeed may stop once or, or more than once. Um, people use these terms interchangeably. And uh, what do they mean? Well, a direct flight basically means that the flight number doesn't change and or there's no change of aircraft. Although you can have a change of aircraft with the same flight number and still call it a direct flight. I've seen them. <laughs> True. It's rare. It's rare, I but mean, they do happen. The thing to keep in mind is that a nonstop flight is the one that doesn't stop. And <laughs> if it's really that important to you, just check with the airline and make sure you understand uh, exactly which, uh, which type of flight this is. And I hear the terms tarmac, taxiway, Apron. What's a tarmac? What's a taxiway? What's an apron? Uh, tarmac is a word, a very old word that comes from uh, what was called tar penetration macadam, which is a highway surfacing material that was invented in England uh, over 100 years ago. And eventually it came to mean just any sort of asphalt or, or blacktop. Um, you know, a real a real tarmac, the old-fashioned stuff, becomes very soft in hot weather and, and would turn to mush under the wheels of an airplane. So this stuff isn't actually used at airports. Um, you know, the word has outgrown its specificity, and it's used generically now. Uh, you always hear planes, are, planes were stuck on the tarmac. Stuck on the tarmac, right. <laughs> uh, it's just used generically. It means the runway, the taxiway, the apron, and so on. You know, technically, it's an incorrect word, but in usage, this is what it's become. And, and that's fine with me. You know, there are linguistic traditionalists, I guess, who get really bothered by this. But I'm not one of them. I, th I think it's a cool and, and useful word. So what's a taxiway and what's an apron? Um, an apron is the area, I guess, immediately around the terminal. Okay. Um, that's un usually under the jurisdiction of the, the airline whose gates are at that terminal. The, the taxiway is more of the common movement area uh, leading to and from the runways.
All right, last question. There's air controller, maybe pilot slang. I don't know who started it. For some uh, geographical points along a destination, in other words, shorthand, I, I understand that Kansas City may be called Barbecue, B-A-R-B-Q, and that over Donald Trump's uh, resort in Palm Spring, excuse me, Palm Beach, uh, it's just called Trump, T-R-U-M-P. Is that useful to you guys? Do you really use those? Uh, those of you who fly United Airlines and listen in on uh, Channel 9, the uh, armrest channel that lets you hear the air-to-ground communications, will sometimes hear these weird expressions being used. And what this is is uh, worldwide airspace is overlaid with what we call fixes, points in space that pilots navigate to and from, and they tend to be named. They always have a, a five-character name, a five-letter name, and they tend to be named in folksy reference to cultural or geographic features of the place underneath. Um, you know, there's a, a series of gateway fixes out over the North Atlantic that are called, uh, one is called Scrod, one is called Whale, <laughs> one is called Carp, C-A-R-P-E. They had to add the E on, uh, you know, referring to sea life. Um, That's there's great. a fix near where I live here uh, in Boston called Bosox, B-O-S-O-X, Boston that Red is... Sox, and, and so on. Oh, that is great. That is great. Hey, Patrick, thanks for joining us. Anytime, Rudy. Thank you. Patrick Smith, askthepilot.com. Check out his writing. You'll learn a whole lot. Stick around. Howie Shapiro is joining us next. We're going to look at the holiday theater scene in New York City. Don't go away. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. I'm a salesman, and I'm on my feet all day long, so comfort's really important to me. That's why I tried the Profoot 2-ounce Miracle insoles. Only the 2-ounce Miracle is made with custom-forming Vitafoam to keep your feet steady and comfortable. The Profoot 2-ounce Miracle insoles conform to the unique shape of your feet, just like custom orthotics. Plus, they cushion and support your feet for amazing comfort. What a huge difference they make. It's really a miracle. Try the Profoot 2-ounce Miracle Insole, available at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and other fine stores. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Is there any better time to visit New York than December? The Christmas lights are up uh, on at Rockefeller Center. They're skating at the rink there at Rockefeller Center. The Saks Fifth Avenue and all the fancy stores along Fifth Avenue, they're, 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 their windows are decorated. And uh, it's the kind of season where you want to go to New York, see a little theater, which brings up our friend Howard Shapiro, the theater critic for the Philadelphia, uh, the Philadelphia News. Philadelphia News or the Inquirer, Howard? Hi, hi, Rudy. How are you? Fine. Why do I see your email as Philly News? 
Oh, that's just what the Philadelphia Inquirer uses for its email. It's easier oh. to write than Inquirer. <laughs> I see. Okay. I mean, I knew you were the Inquirer, and then I just suddenly looked at your email and thought, what, did he change jobs since we last talked? No, you have not. Yeah, that's the other paper. <laughs> I okay. know I haven't. I haven't, and I've been in New York a lot. Good, good, because we want to ask you about holiday theater. Is it a robust scene? Are there are there a couple we shouldn't miss? Oh, there's some there's some great theater on right now, and it, yes, it is a robust scene. But that's not to say that you can't get tickets because you can. Um, there are a couple big musicals uh, that have either opened in the end of the past season or have just opened recently that are a lot of fun. What, one that I love is a remake of the movie Sister Act, which is just plain uh, just plain good time, and um, uh, it, it's being. Um, Produced by by Whoopi Goldberg, but it's uh, it's got it's just you know it's just one of those feel good musicals. It really is a joyful noise. Something that opened the other night that might interest people, um, although I I didn't find it that great, but other people like it a lot. Is Bonnie and Clyde another movie remake? Do you remember I saw Bonnie that. and Clyde? I sure yeah. do. I do, and I saw that that it was. Is it a musical? A play? It's a, or? It's a musical of Bonnie what? and Clyde. It's uh, by Frank Wildhorn, the same guy who wrote Jekyll and Hyde. Um, it you know and. To me, it's a little lovey-dovey and not enough shoot 'em up You know, you go to Bonnie and Clyde, you want to see. Not that there's no action in it. But uh, it just opened. It actually opened um, a few nights ago. Godspell is back. It's 40 years old. Oh, my goodness. Remember Day by Day? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Boy, you you live long enough, it comes back around, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. like wide ties. Everything comes back around on Broadway. And speaking of that, um, a show that's come back around, a Stephen Sondheim show, Fall. Is is uh, excellent oh. and also um, a lot of fun. So you've got you know, and you still have Daniel uh, Radcliffe in How to Succeed in Business, right. um, and he's actually become a really good dancer. And the the a big hit right now, which is a hard ticket, is Hugh Jackman, um, which most of us know as an action hero in movies. But Hugh Jackman is just a great singer and dancer, and he's doing a concert on Broadway. Oh, he's doing, uh, but uh, but six nights a week. It's you know, he's doing it eight eight times a week. And <laughs> yeah. he just he just sings. That's it. Uh, well, he's got backup, you know. But yeah, he sings and dances. He's a great song and dance guy. See, in huh. Australia, you don't just learn to be an actor. You got to do the whole thing. And so uh, he does the whole thing. And uh, he's just a charmer. And so you know, people are flocking to that show. So there's a lot to do at the theater. But of course. <laughs> You mentioned, you know, what is probably the densest block in America right now, which is the block around the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. And it's just great to see. It's actually fun to see all the people. If even if if even if you don't like crowds, there's something so joyful about that crowd. You know what I mean? Sure, I know. But you you started this conversation by saying, and you can get tickets to these uh, things. Yeah. H- how so? I'm you surprised. can because here's what happens. Um, there are several places that that unsold seats go to uh, go to live, and the biggest place is in Times Square, and it's the tickets booth, TKTS. So here's what happens. Let's say you want to go. I'm going to just pick a show. Let's let's say you want to go to Godspell. Well, there may be 40 seats scattered around, around Godspell in today's matinee that haven't sold yet. In they go by computer to the tickets booth, where you can get them at between 30 and 50% off an hour or two before the show. All you have to do is line up and see the list of, of uh, shows and pick one. And it's, um, it's actually a great service from the theater development uh, uh, corporation.
celebration in, in, in New York. So that's one way. There are some other ways um, that, you know, there t- you probably know that people buy up tickets and then resell them, sure. and often at, at pretty good prices because they've got a good deal. So I'm going to give you a few websites, broadway.com. Theatermania.com, spelled theater with E-R, T-H-E-A-T-E-R, theatermania.com. StubHub, of course, which people use for all sorts of things. And another one called Ticketspot.com, one word. Uh, These are places where you can get discount tickets almost at the last minute, but also for weeks in advance. So if you're planning to go to New York, use those, uh, use the, those websites before you head out. And Excellent you might actually advice. end up with tickets in your hand, you know? Excellent advice. We have about 15 seconds left, so this will okay. be a brief, brief answer. Uh, but uh, is I have not been walking around New York lately, haven't looked it up. Is Spider-Man pulling in crowds? Or Spider-Man is, it... is pulling in crowds nightly. It's doing really well. It's one of the top five sellers on Broadway. Really? Despite the months, if not years, of anguish <laughs> getting it launched? Huh? It was horrible for them. But you know what? The, the current Spider-Man, the one that got launched, is really a good show. It's lots of fun, and it's a comic book, so that's great. Good to hear. Howard Shapiro is a theater critic with the Philadelphia Inquirer. He's a regular guest on the show. Nice to have him. Happy holidays to you, Howard. Thank you. You too, and all the listeners. Bye-bye. Stick around. We'll be right back with our cranky airline guy, Joe Brancatelli, to lay out American Airlines bankruptcy for us. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Do you suffer from a magnesium deficiency? My doctor told me I needed more magnesium, so he recommended I use Magox 400. You're not alone. Millions of Americans don't get enough magnesium in their daily diet. And magnesium is a critical nutrient that helps you convert carbohydrates, protein, and fat into energy. Doctor-recommended Magox 400 is made with the most concentrated form of magnesium available. And each dose of Magox 400 provides all the magnesium you need each day. Magox 400's magnificent. Try Magox 400, the magnificent magnesium supplement. As a nurse, I'm on my feet all day long. That's why I wear the Profoot 2-ounce Miracle insoles. I used to wear gel insoles. Then I learned they're three times heavier than the 2-ounce Miracle insoles. The 2-ounce Miracle insoles are so lightweight and extremely comfortable. Plus, the gel insoles cost almost twice as much as the 2-ounce Miracle insoles. I'm not going to pay more for gel insoles anymore. Try the Profoot 2-ounce Miracle insoles with Vitafoam. Available at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and other fine stores. Heritage for the blind reminds you to be kind. There's something you can do for those who depend on you. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. Heritage for the Blind is an IRS-recognized charity, and your donation is tax-deductible. Whether your car runs or not, we'll tow it away for free. And as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day hotel voucher to one of many exciting locations. So be a star. Donate your car. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS or call 1-800-555-6689. And remember, you can prevent blindness by getting your eyes checked annually. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS, 1-800-DONATE-CARS today, today. 
have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. It's awful. An inner ear problem. Most likely your vestibular system. Now there's Zyvestra. An amazing, fast-acting dual-action tabs and targeted cream. You rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And it works in an advanced homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. It relieves that vertigo feeling. That dizzy feeling, gone. Zyvestra is amazing. No more suffering from dizziness and queasiness. Wake up with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800-304-1684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. You can also at RudyMaxa.com find uh, podcasts of previous shows. So if you've heard a guest uh, or an interview that you would like to pass along to some friends, you can just zap it to them by email or you can listen to it again if you needed some details. For example, the plays that Howie Shapiro was just mentioning in New York over the holiday season that are hot. Speaking of the holiday season, if you're going to Washington, D.C., there's a deal there. No, we don't have to do the sounder. Just a quickie before I talk to Joe. Uh, the uh, Mandarin Oriental, a very posh hotel um, not too far from the Air and Space Museum in D.C. It's got a Nutcracker Suite holiday package, good through December 24th, Christmas Eve. So they'll give you your overnight accommodations, a VIP box suite balcony tickets to the Nutcracker at the Warner Theater, round-trip transportation to the theater for suite bookings. Uh, rates start at $475 a night based on double, double occupancy. Not bad for a Mandarin or in Washington, D.C. That includes theater tickets. We talked uh, at the top of the first hour about American Airlines' declaration of bankruptcy, and it wouldn't be a subject that we have covered thoroughly in West, unless we invite the, uh, the man who, if we'd listened to and shorted American stocks six weeks ago when he first said it, would have made a little money. Joe Brancatelli is the author of, excuse me, is the uh, writer of, or the uh, curator as well as a writer on JoeSentMe.com. He's a frequent guest of the show. Oh, we're talking to Alan right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm one segment ahead of myself. Oh, my goodness. Alan, welcome to the show. <laughs> Yeah, fine. Um, My guest is Alan Lane. I'm sorry. I, you know, you step away from the microphone to get a drink of water, and you come back, and you don't know what time it is. It's only 44 after the hour, not 52 after the hour. Alan Lane is a co-founder of a company. Now, is this a new company, Alan? It is. It is and it's called company. Deposit. It's called Deposit Card. Excuse me, that Deposit Guard. Deposit Guard, and you can find information at depositguard.com. We'll repeat that in a moment. But this is a company, I gather, uh, Alan, and, and I'll let you uh, correct me, uh, yeah. that uh, acts as an intermediary between somebody who wants to rent a vacation home and someone who is, or a condominium, and someone who is actually doing the renting. So you are the guy who holds the money and makes sure both parties live up to their side of the agreement before the money changes hands. Is that a fair summation? You hit it pretty much right on the head, Rudy. I mean, in essence, we've built a payment platform specifically for the vacation home rental market. And, you know, our service really removes the uncertainty in how you pay so that ultimately travelers worry less and they put more vacation homes. 
So that's exactly what we do. And so, all right. So I'm let's let's take it from the point of view of somebody who's renting a condo. So I want to. I'm looking online and I see, you know, a VRBO or or right. other websites that offer where owners can offer uh, rentals. I see a great condo in Maui. I want to rent it. What do I do next? Exactly. Well, what's interesting about that, first of all, is currently what you do is, you know, you see the pictures on the on, on the website, you read a description, and then the next step is you're required to send full payment in advance, ultimately for a property you've never seen, and to a person that you've never met. So there's inherent risk there, and um, you can kind of understand that there would be some hesitation from the traveler's perspective. We call that reservation hesitation, and we eliminate that. And how we do that is the traveler's money is routed through our system to a neutral trust account with J.P. Morgan, where it's held, and then it's released once the traveler arrives to the property and verifies everything that's okay. And I must tell you, Alan, uh, uh, that I have heard of scams in which people go on Oh, Craigslist and rent a, rent a vacation condo or home, and they show up, and whoever arranged it had no connection to that property, didn't own it, had no right to rent anything, uh, maybe wasn't even up for rent. Yeah, that, that unfortunately that's true. I mean, you, you can read all about the scams online, and, and unfortunately there's a lot of uh, basically thieves out there in the marketplace. But, you know, the vast majority, I mean, most of the property owners are legitimate business people um, providing a great um, service to the marketplace. And so from our perspective, we want to um, enable the transaction to be as transparent as possible so these legitimate vacation owners don't miss out on bookings. So, you know, the, the, the mere, um, the inherent nature of our service and using this, this, this trust account, um, you know, provides more confidence in the booking for the traveler, which ultimately boosts the homeowner's business. Terrific. Alan Lane of Deposit Guard. Don't suffer from reservation hesitation. Uh, check out DepositGuard.com. I think it's a valuable service, Alan. I thank you for dropping in and explaining it to us. Well, Rudy, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Me too. Take care. I love that. Reservation hesitation. Hmm. Excellent. All right. We're going to take a break, and then Joe Brancatelli will be coming up in the next uh, uh, next segment, we will talk about American Airlines bankruptcy. I'm sorry for uh, uh, jumping the gun on that one. Stick around. We'll be right back in Rudy Max's world. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Hey, welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's about, uh, oh, 52 minutes after the hour. Nice to have you here. Joe Brancatelli is a regular guest on the show, and we're delighted to always have him back in Rudy Maxa's World. And six weeks ago, he wrote uh, a column predicting bankruptcy for American Airlines. If we had all listened to him and shorted the stock, we'd all be uh, a little richer than we are today. Is that right, Joe? Well, hello, Rudy. I, I hope no one in their right mind invests in airlines, generally. But I know <laughs> well, I did save some of uh, some of my Joe Sent Me readers some money by getting, they got out of airport bonds. 
And just yesterday, Fitch downgraded the bonds for three of uh, Americans' largest uh, airports, uh, which is Dallas, Fort Worth, Miami, and Chicago. So if you've got airport bonds, now would be a time to get out. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, you you have been predicting the demise, as I said, ever six weeks ago. You just said it flat out. American cannot continue uh, going out. What... Uh, what, what what were their basic problems? Well, they have a ton. They really have a ton of uh, internal corporate financial problems, which don't affect travelers. But part of the real problem with American Airlines, Rudy, as you know, we they were the go-to airlines for 20 years. Uh, you know, if you had to get someplace, uh, you you relied on American because they had the best trained people, the best equipment. Uh, and the best mindset. They don't have any of that anymore. They keep making the same mistakes over and over. They pioneer something. Just as it becomes popular, they get out. An example of that is the premium economy. All the airlines are installing this class between first and coach, where they mm-hmm. give you a couple of more inches of leg room, thank, thank the heavens, and mm-hmm. you either get it as an upgrade as a frequent flyer or you buy it inexpensively as a regular flyer. American Airlines put it on their entire fleet in 2000. Oh, I remember. And then they pulled it out three years later, just as the idea got popular. They were the first airline with Wi-Fi on their planes. They're now furthest behind in wiring their fleet. They're also incredibly arrogant. Um, And I've heard this as recently as three weeks ago when someone went in to negotiate with them uh, on something. And they came out, and the guy emailed me and said, you know, they think this is 20 years ago. They're just not that important an airline anymore. And the only people who don't seem to understand it is Americans' management. Hmm. Did the uh, we talked uh, in, our, in the first hour of the show, Joe? I know you were you've been busy today um, with a Fort Worth uh, Star Telegram reporter who's been covering American, and she said for a couple years the pilots' union had a president who basically wouldn't talk to the airline, and then when a new one came in, then the airline, uh, you know, the airline took a while to get going. It seems like labor relations have been a, a problem for them as well. Labor relations have been an ongoing problem, and, and with all due respect to the Fort Worth reporter you talked to, I, I know them all, they're prisoners of the American Airlines mindset, too. Uh, American Airlines employees across the board gave huge concessions eight years ago when American thought about going bankrupt the first time. In fact, they claimed to be on the courthouse steps ready to declare, and the, uh, the employees all gave big givebacks. Right now, there are 40 percent fewer pilots at American Airlines than there were 10 years ago. 600 of them are still on furlough. I do, listen, their labor, Americans' labor costs are a problem because this is a race to the bottom among the big airlines now in terms of what they pay people. But it's not from intransigence of labor unions. They're just trying to work, you know, work for a decent living. This theory that everybody makes $100,000 to be a flight attendant or 300000 for a pilot, that's gone years ago. And it's gone at American, too. There's not a lot of give left, frankly. What does American have to do? They reduce their pension obligations to begin with? They're going to dump their pensions on us. Right. Um, and we don't even know how big the pension obligation is. It's a, American says it's $5 billion no. that they're short. Uh. The Pension Benefit Guarantee Fund, which we fund, says it's $10 billion. The total amount of, uh. United, of Americans' pensions are about $17 billion. Oh, well, that means there are going to be some pensions cut for a lot of American Airline employees. Oh, there's no, there's no question, because American will abandon their pensions. They, they still have what is called a defined pension, rather than, a, rather than these new style where it goes with the market. They will, they will abandon the pensions, and we will have to pick them up as taxpayers, as part yeah. of the payroll tax. 
is the over the years Alaska, but primarily U.S. Airways have been mentioned as possible merger candidates. Of course, we got United marrying Continental, and we have had Delta and Northwest hook up. Is there anybody who makes sense for American to merge? Well, you know. It, it, Sense and airlines in the same sentence is a terrible oxymoron. Um, I know everyone says U.S. Airways, but frankly, U.S. Airways has its own labor issues. Their pilots are working under two contracts going back to their merger with America West five years ago. That would be a toxic mix. I do think that American and Alaska make some sense, but only if the Alaska airline people take over the airline. Because American Airlines people don't seem to understand what to do anymore. JetBlue? Uh, the, the thought was American would buy JetBlue. Again, the same question. I'd re- if, if we do a deal, I want to see Dave Barger running that airline, not Tom Horton, I who's currently running you. American. I agree with you. All right, well, we'll watch this with close interest, Joe. I know you've been talking to a lot of radio stations uh, this week, and I appreciate your uh, crossing the finish line with us for one more. I'm happy to do it, and I'm sure people are tired of hearing me on their morning drive time. <laughs> I don't think so, Joe. I don't think so. Joe Brancatelli writes uh, and curates Ask, uh, excuse me, uh, JoeSentMe.com, a terrific website. Check it out if you are a frequent traveler and uh, not just flyer, but also hotel stayer and car renter. Uh, Joe, thanks so much. Have a lovely weekend. Always a pleasure, Rudy. Have a great holiday. You too. We're coming to the end of Rudy Max's World for the Day. I want to thank Jeff Ryder, my engineer, and my executive producer, Anna Schofield, our new stations and our existing stations and you are listeners talk to you next week you've been listening to rudy max's world and as always you're hearing must hear radio on the ssi radio network